Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each week, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm the other dude, Jeff. And dudes, this month, our theme is uh, Two Dudes. Where's my car? Um, this is basically just like uh, a month of celebrating cars. Uh, we have the new Fast and Furious, and I think it might be the penultimate if not the last one of the Fast and the Furious series, which, you know, um, which in honor of that, we decided to uh, do Car Month. Um, and, you know, since we are doing, uh, since we're doing it in honor of Fast and the Furious 10, I decided to do the fa- first Fast and the Furious movie that is available on streaming, which happens to be Furious 7. Um, yeah, despite my pleas and begging Parker, <laughs> To let us do the entire month of just Herbie the Love Bug movies, but oh, you know, okay. <laughs> dude, there is like uh, four or five of them, so it might have been perfect. <laughs> I don't even know if I've actually seen one of those, honestly. Um, I mean, I remember them as a kid, um, because obviously I think that franchise started in the 70s, yeah, and I think they did like a, a recent one, I mean, a recent meaning like the last maybe 10 years because, uh. Lindsay Lohan was in it. Oh, that would have been, uh, it has been longer than 10 years. Cause has it? Okay. yeah, I think that would have been when I was in high school. Cause she was still a teenager and her and I are like, we're not the same age, but we're like close enough that I remember that being like a movie that was around when I was in high school. Gotcha. Because that was still before she, that might've even been before mean girls. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah. I know she was fairly young. I think it was yeah. like, Herbie fully loaded or reloaded yeah. or something like that. But she, maybe she even had two of those because fully loaded and reloaded both sound right. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely fully loaded. Reloaded might have been a sequel to the fully loaded. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't a big Herbie fan, honestly. <laughs> I was more of a more of a chitty chitty bang bang guy myself. I hear you. <laughs> All right, Jeff. What uh other than Furious Seven, what else have you been streaming? Well, first of all. As some of our listeners might know, we actually took a week off. It, it was a, it was a good week to have off. If you, man, if you listen to our last podcast, we uh, had Araya and Steen on with us, and man, we laughed so much. We just needed an extra week. To- yeah, we figured you guys needed an extra week of like decompress because like that one was so dense and so juicy and good that we just we knew you guys needed a break, um, just to recalibrate yourselves. And you know, we didn't want to go from such like great heights to like back to you know base level um just so quickly we just needed a little bit of an extra week to kind of parachute and like get ourselves back down to earth um yeah <laughs> and help with any disappointment you guys might have that yeah it's just me and him again for at least a little while <laughs> there's no there's no other uh faces in our zoom call this week we, we do plan on having them back on at some point so we i think think we all had a great time so we and there's even talk that uh, we might jump on their podcast one week, which will also be fun. So, but yeah, yeah, yeah. and not to mention, as, uh, not to mention uh, all the uh, other future guests we have lined up. Wink, wink. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jeff. Sorry. Uh, what were you? What else have you been streaming? So Steph and I did something we hadn't done in a really long time. We just binge watched. I want to say maybe it was last Saturday, or maybe the Saturday before. Uh, it was funny because it was originally just supposed to be like a rainy Saturday. Mm-hmm. So they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be the perfect time," because it's probably been a couple of months. But I actually uh, got a TV and uh, put it on our wall in our bedroom, mm-hmm. and we're, we're not like huge TV or movie watchers. So it's it's been a number of years since we've actually had a TV in our bedroom. So, yeah. um, but no, one of the reasons we did it was because. Uh, I don't know, about six months ago, we had to get a new bed. So we actually got one that has got the adjustable base. So, you know, okay. you recline up, <laughs> be all comfortable. And, so y'all have moved into a hospital. Okay. Yeah. You know, hey, <laughs> getting that age. So, uh, but no, it is. And it was our first time actually, you know, trying out the whole setup and, um, and you know, it turns out that it only rained for like an hour that Saturday morning. But we're like, you know what? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you already had a plan, yeah. <laughs> Staying in our pajamas, uh, but no, we we binge watched Outer Banks season three. Oh, nice. Um, there's not a lot of shows that we watch together, but that is one of the ones that we've kind of kept up with, yeah, uh, together. And actually, season three has been out for a few months. We just uh, hadn't got around to watching it, but little insider tip for those that may not know outer banks is not filmed in outer banks whatsoever uh oh, yeah it's actually filmed in charleston south carolina so another reason we like it because uh we're, we're kind of familiar with a lot of the the scenes what, and the what filming state locations. Is set in? oh i'm sorry south carolina oh it's supposed to be set in south carolina oh no i'm sorry outer banks is in north carolina okay okay so like the creators are originally from wilmington north carolina which is mm-hmm. near the coast uh so you know, they, they love the area and their intention was to film in the area that the show was based in. Yeah. Uh, but it was more of a, I don't know, there was some law. I don't know if you remember that North Carolina passed, actually came out of Charlotte, um, some kind of transgender bathroom bill. Mm-hmm. I remember called. all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of, I guess, protests as far as whether it was sporting events, movie filming. Yeah. Uh, so Netflix decided uh, not to film. So they came south a little bit and decided there you to, go. Hey, uh, but b- beautiful scenery though. Um, if you love like, you know, the beach looking marsh type thing. Um, but season three, we, we really enjoyed it. It's we, and we've talked about this some. To me, it's it's like a number of shows we've watched. There's just a natural digression, I guess, mm-hmm. as far as like season one is great, and then it just kind of slowly tells off. So, you know, each season we haven't enjoyed as much as the previous season. Uh, it did get renewed for season four, but uh, I know we talked about that's why we enjoy Cobra Kai so much because it's one of the few shows where it felt like, man, it's like it gets a little bit stronger each season. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, we that's uh, that's what we've been streaming. Awesome. What about you? You've had two weeks. What you doing? So I actually have something new to talk about as well. It might not be t- new for like everybody because it's actually uh been out in the world for probably six months now love is blinder no 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 uh not love is blind i'm actually getting it off no i said love is blinder oh i don't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but 
I watched, um, finally watched the final season of Better Call Saul this uh, past, over the past, I guess, two weeks. Um, yeah, I love, I don't know if anybody's ever watched Breaking Bad, but if for some strange reason you watch Breaking Bad and you never watch Breaking or Better Call Saul, or you never heard of it or something like that, I definitely recommend going and watching it. All of the seasons are out on Netflix right now, along with Breaking Bad. So if you've never seen like either one of those, definitely go check those out. I know I don't I've never seen Outer Banks, um, but I do know that it gets like some great reviews, right? Like it's pretty well received, right? Yeah, it's definitely you hear a lot of talk when a new season drops. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say I don't know where it ranks as far as. I know when it first drops, it's usually always in Netflix's top 10. Yeah. Um, now, where it ranks all time, I'm not sure as far as Netflix goes. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, it's kind of the same as this show. Uh, this show, I think it's still, I think Better Call Saul is still in the top 10 as of right now. Um, and normally, like, even just Breaking Bad itself is usually hangs out somewhere in like the top, you know, the top played or the, you know, fan favorite section of Netflix. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. Have you ever seen, I don't think you have, I think we've talked about that before. You've never seen Breaking Bad, correct? You know, I have not. I remember a number of years ago, Mm -hmm. I think my son started watching it and I ended up, you know, I'd heard all the buzz and stuff about it. So I was kind of familiar with it, just never watched it. Yeah. And I sat I sat down and watched like the first episode and I was like, wow, that's that's pretty good. I I, could, I understood why it was so popular and addictive, but I, I never picked it up from there. Man, if you like the first episode and you like that one, you really get sucked in if you start watching it from there. Because even people that like people that I've gotten hooked on the show, like that love it, even some of them have, you know, been uninterested after the first episode they're like oh you know like this is kind of slow this is not what i was thinking it was and i'm like you know just keep watching it give it a few more episodes um because it's definitely a slow burn but man once it catches fire it is blazing uh same for better call saul it's great it's great um which is like better call saul is basically like the prequel to breaking bad so it kind of goes in like before the series and events of breaking bad and even kind of after it a little bit kind of fills in the gaps of like things that happen. It's pretty great. Love it. Love it. Sweet. Yeah. So Jeff, um, Furious Seven. I know you're not you have you ever seen I think you told me you haven't seen very many of the Fast and Furious films, right? I, like you, I wanna say I made it through maybe the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Which one was Tokyo Drift? Was that the third, third one? one? That was the third one, yeah. Okay. So I think I made it through the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't the rock come in at five? yes okay so yeah i'm pretty sure i made it through four because i i knew the rock had come in at some mm-hmm. point and I, but this was the first one i saw with with his character in it uh so you know and this is one of the franchises that this was kind of this franchise to me has been a little weird because i remember it being a little popular at the beginning mm-hmm. um I think it lost steam maybe around Tokyo Drift because it kind of went a different direction. Yeah. Um, but then this franchise really started to pick up steam. It's where I, I feel like the last four or five or six have been far more popular than the initial probably three. Yeah. But you don't see that very often. Usually that first three is like what it's all about. But this one, mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, they've added The Rock, um, Jason Statham. 
Uh, they did a spinoff on Rock's character. So this one, um, and I knew, well, I won't say I knew. Once I realized which one Furious 7 was, mm-hmm. um, as much people will know, this is the one that, um, you know, Paul Walker, unfortunately, passed away during the filming of this one. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew this particular one was was pretty popular. Although I didn't realize is how well it did. Um, yeah. Just from a number standpoint, it was the first film in the series to reach $1 billion at the box office. It was the second highest gross in motion picture ever released by Universal Pictures. Um, it had a worldwide opening weekend of $384 million, which is actually more than what the original Fast and Furious made in its entire run. <laughs> Like $180 million more than the entire run of the first one. So kind of going back to where I'm like, this one's actually picked up steam since... Oh, uh, for sure. Uh, it actually surpassed Avatar, not in total gross, but as the fastest movie to gross over $1 billion. And actually, not long after it was released, at the time, it was the fourth highest grossing film of all time. Although I did double check, currently, there's been a lot of really good movies evidently since then currently it's at number 11 okay which is still pretty astounding yeah. um well there's been a lot of marvel movies since then too so like oh yeah yeah true. that's probably a, probably where majority of that comes through and then the second avatar and not to mention all the like sonics and the mario brothers movies and oh yeah minions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, Pixar, <laughs> the pixars of the universe actually i think the minions it's it's somewhere in the top thirty or forty, and so is the latest uh, Mario Brothers. But mm-hmm. uh, it's well, that's actually, crazy because that hasn't been out that long. Yeah, I mean, that's and it's weird. Because, that's gonna get up there. That one's gonna get up there. I bet because it's such a worldwide phenomenon that that hits so many age ranges. Like it hits everybody from like your age that you know play that yeah. play that shit in the eighties, and it goes all the way like through mine. You know, all the way down to kids that are like five and six, like that's theirs. That's Mario's still their jam. And, and the weird thing is, is like even after two weeks of that movie being out, I don't know. I just assumed it wasn't doing well because most of what I read was that, and granted, that could be, I know sometimes there's a big difference between how the critics feel and how the general audience feels, yeah. which audience is what drives the numbers but mm-hmm. so i just assumed it wasn't doing well because it was getting trashed by the critics and you know you know jack black was the only one that even attempted to do a voice for the character everybody else just used their you know it was just one thing after another but then when i saw i'm like holy crap this movie is tearing it up with the the box office numbers yeah uh, i actually went and saw that um i think i was telling you that's actually when i finally went and watched scream six that was I watched a uh, double mm. feature and that was the movie that I watched with the uh, stream. So yeah, I watched that one in 40 X loved it, man. It was great. Loved it. It was such, so, I had so much fun. Oh yeah. All right. So we just chased that rabbit. So we'll get back on what is it? We're doing furious seven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was actually the first film in the franchise to earn a golden globe nomination. Any idea what it would have been for? Best song. Yes. Yeah. See you again by Charlie Puth. And how you say Wiz's last name? Khalifa. Khalifa. Okay, that's what I was thinking. 
Um, it also won movie of the year for the People's Choice Awards. And as I mentioned earlier, it was the highest grossing film pretty much by far in the series. Now, of course, as I kind of alluded to earlier, you know, a lot of the hype and stuff, maybe hype's not the right word, but uh, the attention and stuff was obviously because of uh, the tragic death of Paul Walker, Paul Walker, uh, who was killed in a car crash on November 2013. Uh, shooting had actually been still underway in Atlanta, and the film was originally scheduled to be released that following July 2014. Uh, director James Wan and several Universal executives held a conference call. They were trying to figure out, you know, hey, how are we going to proceed with this? as far as being respectful to Walker's memory, um, because he was nearly halfway through filming at the time of his death. There's obviously some consideration of just scrapping the film altogether, but ultimately they decided to resume production. Uh, and of course, they had to do some rewrites to address Walker's absence and give his character a proper send-off. Uh, so because of all those challenges, uh, there was body doubles, stunt doubles, archive footage, uh, were used to complete the film uh, following his death. His brothers, Caleb Walker and mm -hmm. Cody Walker, were also among the doubles. And also I do remember his... hearing that, like when he passed away, they were using his brothers. That was like the main thing that I remember. Oh yeah. Um, besides the song, you know, you know the, about the whole, you know, the whole him passing and everything like that. Out of all of that, that was like the one, the one thing that I do remember was like his. his they they used his brothers to like film some of his roles yeah when i, when I read that yeah i, I kind of remember that too when i read that i was like okay i do remember because uh, you know as you mean there was a lot of attention given to you know how they handled that uh and it's a couple of interesting thing is uh some of his dialogue and footage was actually taken from previous fast and furious films hmm. uh for example uh brian's conversation with mia in the dominican republic garage is actually a deleted scene from fast five what so they were able to, I guess, yeah. somehow still fit the story uh, in Furious 7. Huh. And, uh, and also the plane conversation between Dom and Brian has every shot of Walker rotoscope from the conversation with Dom about their fathers from the same film. Uh, so there's a couple of things they kind of had to move around uh, to make it work. Um, is it Jordana or Jordana? I've honestly heard both, so... Okay, I'm not gonna fault you for either. I kind of like. I think I heard Jordana most. Okay, I, I was getting ready to say I think I like Jordana best, just because it has more of a flow. But, <laughs> uh, but you do, you baby, Miss Brewster, <laughs> who played Mia. <laughs> uh, she had a really tough time because she had to shoot her scenes at the very end of filming uh, because of her lead role on at the time the show Dallas television series. So obviously it was very difficult for her, um, you know, given that most of her scenes were with Paul Walker's character, yeah. uh, which is her on-screen husband, Brian. Um, and by the time her scenes were filmed, obviously Paul Walker already passed away. Uh, so she had to either perform scenes with one of Paul's brothers acting as a body double or computer graphics or footage from an earlier film. Uh, so that's kind of the way... Uh, the whole situation was handled as far as Paul Walker. Now, some of the other items on this movie, over 230 cars were destroyed during the filming of this movie. <laughs> and That's one it. of the reasons it's a... I, I was actually thinking that was kind of uh, a low number, too. Uh, maybe a few buildings. Uh, 
So some other big names that were in consideration. Uh, Denzel Washington actually turned down a role in this film. That's a shame. I would have loved to see him. I bet he would have been the terrorist. Yeah, very possible. Uh, I'm trying to think if it stayed. It didn't specifically stay. Not unless it was for Kurt Russell's role. It could have been Kurt Russell's role as well. Mr. Um, Nobody. Mr. Nobody would have been a good one too. Now, a couple. Taylor Lautner. Interesting. And Halle Berry were also considered for that role that Kurt Russell was cast for. So obviously, this very popular song, See You Again, was dedicated to Paul Walker. Paul Walker? It received, <laughs> I can't talk tonight. It received 1 billion views on YouTube in 2015. And as of 2017, went on to become the most viewed video on YouTube at almost 2.9 billion views. Now, it has since been surpassed. But as of June 2021, the video had more than 5.1 billion views. Dang. So, yeah. So, Mr. (laughs) When you said 1 billion earlier, you totally made me think of uh, (laughs) Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what was going through my mind when I saw that billion. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Rock, the majority of his stunts were actually performed by, and I'm going to butcher this name, as t- always, Tanoi t- Tanoa Reed, mm-hmm. uh, which served as his body double, which also happens to be his cousin. Oh, cool. Um, now, Jason Statham was originally offered the lead antagonist role of Owen Shaw which would have been in Fast and Furious 6, which ended up being played by Luke Evans. But due to commitments of his movies, ironically, the movie Parker yeah. in 2013 and Wildcard, he could not take part. But Statham and Vin Diesel have been wanting to work together for a while, so Diesel, in his producing capacity, introduced him a cameo at the end of Fast and Furious 6 and had him penciled in as Deckard Shaw, which ended up being Owen's brother for this film. I love me some Jason Statham. Yeah, he's great. What was your first Jason Statham? What was your first Jason Statham, like, introduction? I have no idea, man. He's been in so many. Um, I'd have to to see a chronological order of his movies to see which one... um, I think first. I think it was I think I saw him in some Guy Ritchie film maybe for the first time but the first time I actually knew like realized who he was and like was like oh that's guy that guy is a movie star Jason Statham knew his name recognized him with a bald head that's the guy was taken 100% it was taken no not taken not taken not taken not taken shit um <laughs> what's what am I thinking of the driver movies or he's oh, you the know, freaking I, driver. I was just getting ready to say transporter. Transporter, transporter, yes. That I was just getting ready to say when I was thinking about that might have been the first one I can remember. Yeah. 100 The transporter films were absolutely the ones where I was like, where he like came to like the forefront and I was like, yeah. But yeah, I was actually um I was actually a pretty big Fast and the Furious fan. Actually, this one Actually, after this one, I think is where I kind of have fallen off, and I don't know if I've seen any since this one. Yeah, I was I was kind of late to the game. I don't um, even think I, I've seen Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I know I haven't. Um, yeah. yeah, I was kind of late to the game, and then I did go back, and like I said, I watched like the first four because uh, mm-hmm. there was a guy I was working with who kept 
it's like man he he was absolutely loved that franchise it's like man yeah. you gotta go back and watch them and it's like I, said, I made it up to four but it's it's another one of those franchises that you know they're pumping out new ones like every year every other year yeah it's like i want to see the new one but i'm like crap i'd have to go back and watch this one or these two or these three or these four kind of like marvel yeah yeah just at a certain point i just give up and like um and i did give parker a little bit of a hard time but i was like man we're doing fury seven it's like how important is it to watch you know to be caught up on these like i you know it'll be fine it'll stand on its own and <laughs> maybe to a degree it does but it, uh, it definitely helps if if you saw the first six not even necessarily I mean, it does help some as far as understanding what's happening, but I, I think it would give you a deeper appreciation for the characters. And I think that's more of what it is. I think you can follow the storyline if you pay enough attention to like, and you can pick up on like what has happened. You can kind of piece together what's happened before the film. But I think, yeah, I think it resonates a lot more knowing and loving the characters and even you know the antagonist, like how you knowing both sides of everything, it just and how it works is just it does make it a whole lot better. Yeah, I mean, I was just a little bit lost just because, I mean, it was the introduction or slight most mostly as far as Deckard Shaw. I think it said he was introduced maybe at the end of the sixth one. So I was still trying to figure out, you know, who is this guy? I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, obviously, something happened with his brothers. I was like, and then of course, this is the first time I'm seeing Rock in the franchise, but yeah. it's his third movie. So I'm like, all right, who is this guy? What what is his character? And plus, what hurt me too is it had been so many years since I saw like the first four. I didn't remember a lot about those either. So uh, I felt oh, like my uh, my brain was having to really play catch up and trying to piece some of the stuff together. But yeah, just a couple more tidbits that uh so interesting tidbits the uh, of course at the end of the movie uh brian drives kind of like off into the sunset he's driving a toyota supra mm-hmm. um which actually did belong to paul walker and it was also uh the same car or reference to the first film where yeah. he also drove that same type of car uh of course we see rock a little bit um during his recovery in the hospital one of the scenes you can see he's watching a college football game, which happens to be the University of Miami, and the commentators reference number 94, which is actually Dwayne yeah. Johnson's yep. <laughs> jersey. <laughs> yeah. Uh he played for Miami uh when he was in college and had a promising NFL career, but his backup plan, I would say, worked pretty well. Yeah. I wish I had a backup plan that good. Right. Uh, I mean, well, his, you know, he did come from like royalty. So I mean, he he was he was he was all right. He had nepotism on his side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the final scene where Paul Walker's car kind of veers off the main road onto a ramp is uh, very reminiscent of what they call as a missing man formation formed by military pilots mm-hmm. when they have lost a comrade. Um, so for anybody that's like a fan of this franchise, I think most people would agree that, um, the whole sequence, I guess, as far as how they pay tribute was, was really well done. Um, it it obviously can tell they put a lot of time and effort on, on how to best handle that difficult situation. Uh, and even the final scene with Dom and Brian is kind of a throwback to the first film, uh, where Dom raced his Dodge Charger against Brian's, as we mentioned, his Toyota Supra, which, was car he drove in the first one as well so so yeah a lot going on in this movie as far as just um 
introducing new characters, new actors, um, and just dealing with, um, you know, Paul Walker's character. One thing I wasn't sure about was I, I found myself very similar to when I went into, I forget which season it was, and I've been season four of Riverdale. Mm-hmm. When I went into it knowing that Luke Perry had passed away. Yeah. Um, so a good bit of the season, or at least for the first few episodes, was going to be centered around that. And I went into it knowing that. Uh, so this was a very similar situation when I went into it knowing. But the thing that I did not realize is I assumed that his character was going to be killed off. Yeah. Uh, which ended up not being the case at all. Uh, so I even had to, since I haven't seen anything past the seventh one, uh, I was just curious, like, well, is he killed off at the beginning of, like, the eighth one? Or it's like, no, it's just his character still retired. there. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Just, which is kind of beautiful, honestly. Like, I, I like that approach. Um, you know, it's kind of like like this Paul Walker spirit, you know, I guess, like, in some corny yeah. way. It just kind of, like, lives on through the character in, like, this universe um which is like a nice thought for probably like his family to have you know like you know like uh brian's out there living you know like enjoying his family living and watching his kids grow up and and unfortunately i'm sure that was one of the difficult decisions they had to make and that was probably one of the main ones it's like all right do we incorporate that into the movie or his character passes away or and obviously we, we know which direction they went um so that, that was interesting to me because I, I just went into it under that assumption and was like, hey, they, you know, his character lives on, which was pretty cool. Yeah. All right, brother, I'm going to pass it on to you and see how well your little schoolboy recap is going to go on this one. All right. For those of y'all that are listening for the first time, this is where I will recap the movie using nothing but my ADHD brain. Uh, and Jeff will grade me at the end of it on a scale of A plus being the best to an F being. Uh, I'm pretty sure that you were watching Cars and not Fast 7. Um, a lot of so similarities, yeah. obviously. <laughs> very, very close. Um I don't remember Mater being in this one, but I think, I don't know. I'm, Rock could be Mater. Rock could be Mater in this one. Uh, or maybe, no. Ludicrous? <laughs> no, not even Ludicrous. Uh, uh, um, crap. Tyrese. Tyrese would definitely be Mater. There you go. Definitely. Um, yeah. So we're going to start this out. I'm going to try to. This is probably going to be a huge mix of character names versus actor names because I do know a lot of the character names but I also don't know some of the character names but at the same time even the characters names that I do know are very famous people so I will probably also be referring to them as both uh so just preface the recap with that um so we start out and we've got um we've got Dom, played by Vin Diesel, him and Michelle Rodriguez. They're kind of just talking. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, you know, she's been, uh, she can't really remember anything. Dom's just trying to, you know, help her, you know, remember things. Uh, we cut to Paul Walker. He is, um, he's, you know, married to Jordana Brewster. They got a son. They're, you know, living the domesticated life. Um, and then we cut to, uh, 
we cut to Decker played by uh, Jason Statham. He is visiting his brother in the co- in a coma, which was he's been, you know he's been put in a coma by Rock and uh, Vin Diesel and their crew uh, in the previous film. So Decker's you know heated about this, so he wants revenge. He, um, and that's part of where I was getting a little confused at because I'm yeah. Like, like, why did the dude destroy the entire hospital? And like, I didn't understand what was going on there. And I was like, but you know, as the film progressed, it kind of made more sense. But yeah, like even even um, because it has been a while since I've watched the uh, like all of them. In all honesty, so I was kind of like trying to place like where this one was in my head. And so yeah, I was like, what is going on? So like, even somebody that has seen these before, it did take me a few seconds. Um, probably not quite as long as you to catch up with like what where I was at and what was going on. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. It it was one of the shawls that um it was Owen that that yeah. But anyways, um yeah, so but Jason, like even uh sorry to interrupt you again. I'm gonna <laughs> make it as hard as possible, but so but yeah, like even uh like Jordana Brewster's character, I'm like why is she so close to Dom? I'm like, that's mm-hmm. a little weird. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, dude, that's Paul's woman. But then I was like, oh wait, they're siblings. And so it's, <laughs> like, it's been it's been forever since I yeah. watched the first four. So I was I, I had to kind of get reacquainted with the characters and what their relationships and stuff were to each other. So fair enough, fair enough. Um, so Jason Statham, he is uh, he decides that he is going to um get revenge on rock and vin diesel and the crew so he starts out by going to uh the rock who is you know he's this police officer slash special i don't know exactly what he is a detective um and he breaks into the rock's office steals some information on who helped him and then he gets in a fight with the rock he lets out a grenade, blows it. It blows the rock and his partner or friend. I'm not really sure exactly which one or if they're just like colleagues or what. Blows them out of the window and Jason Statham escapes. Uh, we cut back to Paul Walker and Vin Diesel and Jordana Brewster. They're just like hanging out at Dom's house. And, you know, they're, I think it's Dom's house. Uh, they have a package on the on the porch and um oh wait i forgot before jason statham goes to the rock he goes to tokyo no wait 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 a second this is where it happens so jason statham goes to japan and after he goes and takes care of rock the rock that's right because that's how he knows it was han he goes after he gets the information from the rock, Jason Statham goes to Japan and he uh causes Han to have a car wreck and kills him. And cut back, then we cut back to Vin Diesel's house where he has a, a package on the box a uh, uh, package on the porch from Japan. Uh that's when he real uh, he gets a phone call saying, you know, like from uh from Shaw saying that he should, uh, you know, be careful, blah, 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 and that he's coming for him and re- he's wanting revenge, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when he realizes that the bo- the package on the 
the porch is a bomb. It blows up. You know, since Paul Walker flying into the van, uh, which that was crazy. That was a crazy scene when yeah. Paul Walker shuts the door, you know, on the kid. And then like right when he shuts it, it, the explosion throws him up against the glass like that was intense. Uh, that was a pretty cool explosion. I got to say, that's one of my that's a, that's one of my top 10 explosions in films, I think, that I've ever seen. I really did. Yeah. appreciate. And it's cool because it, it to me, it kind of played into um like Brian's struggle mm. wanting to be the domesticated family man to his passion, which is seeing more bullets for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but his first instinct was to protect his child. Yeah. Um, it's, that's why he shut the door so quick because, you know, he knew that yeah. was going to protect his son. So, but yeah, that, that was a pretty intense scene. Yeah. And like you said, like it, it really shows like where, what, like even though it's really like what Jordana is like struggling with the whole time, like it really shows that that's where what Brian actually really wants, you know, like at the end of the day, um, which yeah, is really sweet. And it's kind of just like a really kind of nice foreshadowing of kind of how the, you know, how the movie winds up ending, um, which like, you, you know, I really wondered like if this was actually part of the storyline to begin with and, or if they just wrote it in, you know, after the fact, because I don't know, it just seems like it's so, it's so perfect the way that they wrote it. And like, I know a lot of her scenes had to be filmed, but like afterwards, but I don't know, man, whatever they did, they did a really good job because I, I was trying to watch this film, like picking it out. Cause I, I knew that he wasn't around for a lot of it. And I, I could not tell, man, I couldn't tell. They did a great job. Um, oh yeah. So I'm interrupting myself here, making it harder on myself. <laughs> so, you know, Dom, he uh, he decides to go to Tokyo to retrieve the body of Han and bring him back to the United States. Um, while he's over there, he meets up with Lucas Black's character and Lil Bow Wow's character, who is from Tokyo Drift. Um, I love the way these movies like wind up tying all these movies together as well. It's just great. Um, and so... You know, that's when Lucas kind of, you know, he gives Lucas Black's character gives um, Dom the necklace that was found with with Han. And, you know, this is like real getting real emotional for Dom. So he goes back and he decides to um, find this find Shaw uh, while they're at the funeral. You know, they're out there. The whole gang's there. They're at Han's funeral. They. Uh, Vin Diesel spots uh, Shaw in the car at the funeral. So he decides to take off after him. He chases him down to this. I don't know what that place was. It was like some kind of like factory slash. I don't know. It was like a tunnel turned into a factory. I don't know what that place was. Anyways, they wind up, um, you know, playing chicken and they actually run into each other, which I was not <laughs> expecting, dude. <laughs> um uh that was you know, it's always great I, like i don't know that's one thing i do love about um like not watching I, I if i watch a movie a lot i can memorize it like front to back but if i don't watch a movie for a long time i will forget things if i've only seen it once totally forgot a bunch of this movie and that was one of the scenes that i forgot was them actually running into each other super great he said it was like what do you say? It's, he said that was cheating. It's like going into a loaded or going to a boxing match with loaded gloves. 
yeah. which was a very apt analogy, uh, I thought. So, you know, they're sitting there fighting, and then all of a sudden they get busted in by a bunch of special ops forces. Um, Shaw gets away, and that's when we realize, like, that's when Kurt Russell makes his appearance as Mr. Nobody. He kind of makes Dom an offer here where he's like, hey, um, there's this program that this hacker has, you know, put out there called God's Eye. You can pretty much see anybody in the world using any camera in the world, and you can find them, you know, trace them, find them within like two or three minutes. Uh, this hacker name is Ramses that wrote this program. He wants Dom and the crew to go and get it from this terrorist organization who has captured Ramses. Ramsey and keeping her hostage until they get the program. Uh, so they go and they create this convoluted plan to take cars and drop airdrop them onto this, you know, really hard to uh this Mac this mountain that's really hard to get access to. They uh they try to surprise them by giving them a drop and it surprisingly works. <laughs> um, and they get there. They retrieve Ramsey. They, uh, that's when Ramsey's lets them know that, you know, I, I sent God's eye. I, you know, I sent it to my friend to protect it. And uh, this friend is a prince. So, no, wait, the friend is not a prince. The friend sold, put the car or put the, Put the um the program in a car, like hit it in a car, and so or well, Ramsey's put it in the car, and the friend sold the car to a prince, and so they have to break into the tower to steal. It's like, did, did she not explain well enough to her friend how important right. this was? That he just casually, oh yeah, I sold it or I gave it to somebody else. I'm like what? <laughs> so, um, so they break into the tower, ruin this party. They steal a car, dude. This is another cool scene where they're driving from building to building. Love that. <laughs> um. They get the eye of uh, the eye of God. They take it back to Mister Nobody, who helps them find find Shaw. They locate him and they track him to this abandoned warehouse. They get there, and um, that's when they are ambushed by the terrorist group that had Ramsey. And um, then. They they escape. Mr. Nobody gets shot and they let him go um, on his own and he's kind of disappears from the situation there. They get back out and um, the terrorists have taken over God's eye so they have it and they make a plan to steal it back so that they can get uh, they can relocate Shaw. They get into the city where the terrorists have God's eye and they're trying to hack into the system. Ramses knows the way to do this. They just have to stay within two miles of the terrorists at all times. Uh, they're really close to hacking in when the terrorists realize what's going on. They blow up the tower and this causes them to 
not be able to hack in. They're pretty close, but not quite. And then um, Paul Walker, you know, flips on the backup tower and they are able to take over God's eye again. And they locate Shaw and him and Dom wound up, wind up getting into a fist fight, uh, which like with like some, some weapon or what, I don't even know what they had. They just had like bars, like rebar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then the, the, I can't remember the terrorist name. He comes in and he starts shooting at both of them. Uh, and then that's when Dom, you know, drives the car into the helicopter and throws a bag of grenades on there. Shaw, you know, shoots the grenades, blows up the helicopter, kills both of them. And then Dom's, you know, in this pile of rubble after he has his car wreck. Uh, Brian and Michelle Rodriguez goes over to him and Shaw, and they all help him out of the car, pull him to safety. Um, Michelle's sitting there holding him. Everybody's, you know, upset. Michelle Rodriguez, as she's holding him, remembers all the memories come flooding back and she remembers that they were married. She tells him this, and as she's telling him this, he wakes up, Mercane's consciousness, and everybody's happy. Um, The Rock arrests Shaw, who's like, you think these bars are really going to keep me? Um, You know, kind of foreshadowing that maybe he's going to get out in in the future, wink, wink. And... Then we cut to Paul Walker on the beach. Everybody's kind of looking around. Um, all the you know tertiary characters, the secondary characters that are in the group. Um, you know the ones I didn't really even mention. Like, well, I mean, we kind of mentioned earlier, but you know, Tyrese, Ludacris, um, you know, all of our guys there. They they are kind of um, they're all just sitting there watching. Paul Walker, and that's when they realize, like, you know, he's done. And then, yeah. And then, like you said, the, then we had the nice little send off for Paul Walker at the end where he's retired from the game and um, he drives off into the sunset. The end. Very well done. I'm, Thanks, I'm, man. I'm impressed. Thanks. I was actually really surprised with myself. I think that extra bit of caffeine that I drank before this podcast <laughs> helped because I was actually able to remember most of it. I didn't even have to like stop and be like, where was that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there we go. Fat, uh, Furious 7. So I'm going to give you a fat, solid A. Awesome. You, Thanks, man. You know, I never give out A pluses because I just, appreciate it. I feel like if I feel like if I came out and like recited it word for word, you might give me an A plus then. I might, but then I'd probably still give you an A because I said ah, that was too robotic. So I'm sorry, <laughs> you'd be like, I'm pretty sure you're looking at it, <laughs> um, which would be fair. And all. I mean, you would be absolutely like, correct. You're you're using your AI version. That ain't, that just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So so I was going to, and I'm sure everybody that has Snapchat has had um, some kind of like for like at this point like experience with their ai bot that that snapchat has like integrated into everybody and i was like i'm gonna have them i'm for just for this podcast for fun i'm gonna have them write a recap for the furious seven and read it on the air and 
they were acting dumb as hell and like they didn't know what the hell I could do. I'm like, bro, you could even pull something off of Wikipedia. Come on, like you're gonna pretend like you can't watch something because you're a virtual assistant. Get the hell out of here. So if you if you if you're listening to this, go check out our Instagram because I posted it there. Um yeah. Dumb. So dumb. I was so disappointed. I was like, this is gonna be funny. So uh the only amount of humor that I actually got out of it is posted to our Instagram. <laughs> so go check that out there. Um Jeff, what did you think of well, okay, wait, 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 wait. Out of five Maseratis. Maserati. What did you give this movie? So this was tough because in a lot of ways, I felt like I did it a disservice by, I guess, being so disconnected, I guess, from the franchise just between having not watched like the original four in so long and then, you know, having not seen five or six. So like I said, I I spent probably more time than just by probably anybody else that watched seven trying to figure out what, what the heck was going on, who these, <laughs> yeah. who these characters are, uh, you know, how, why are they interacting this way type stuff. Uh, but I, I, I do understand why this particular one, you know, up, up to this point is, has been the one that probably is the best or has done the best mm-hmm. or has been the, you know, the best received. I definitely see where fans of the franchise really, really like this movie. And and I really did enjoy it, too. Um, like I said, I, I wish I wouldn't have been as disconnected. I, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, so based on that, I'm going to give it three and a half Maseratis. Um, mm. But this is one of those where <laughs> I would have easily given it a four or four and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did really enjoy the movie. It's one of those where it's funny that I watched this one when I did because you know I mentioned I watched Outer Banks, and and see so I'm the type of person. To me, it either needs to be typically either a movie that has some kind of supernatural element, which means you know, hey, all rules are off the table. Pretty much anything can happen. So in a lot of ways, if there's no supernatural element, then to me, everything needs to be somewhat believable. Um, and like when I watch Outer Banks, you know, it's, it's another one of those where whether it's a show or a movie, sometimes I just have to tell my brain, you know what, look, this is absurd. Just accept it. Just don't worry about it. And yeah. Just enjoy the ride. Um so this one it was absurd in so many ways. So early on, I tell my brain like, "Look, don't don't be bothered by that." Obviously, you know, cars driving off the C one thirty, flipping up their parachute, you know, crashing out of one building and landing in another one. It's like, look, it's fine, it's fine, really, it's fine. But uh, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of that, but. You know, as far as like the traditional summertime popcorn blockbuster, I mean this this like checks all the boxes. It's yeah. uh, it it pays great tribute to the franchise and obviously to Paul Walker. Uh, it's a very entertaining movie. Um, just a lot going on, uh, a lot of characters. You know, it's and of course this franchise is known for you know mixing a lot of good humor and and one liners. Uh, so they they did a lot of things really well. I definitely understand why this movie 
performed so well and has made it over a billion dollars. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I will give it three and a half. Like I said, I could have easily given it a four, four and a half had I been more kind of connected to the series. But um, otherwise, I definitely want to go back now and at some point, well, probably just rewatch the whole thing, but definitely yeah. go back and watch five and six. And then there's what, there's an eight and a nine already? Yeah, yeah and then 10, I think, is coming out later this month. So, um, so yeah, that, that that would take a while to do all that, but we'll see. Yeah, it won't take too um, long. I, I have faith in you. I think you can make it happen. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Your faith is misguided sometimes. But, uh... Oh, man, you ain't right. So, what were you thinking I was going to give this one? Um... Actually, I thought you were, you did a little bit better. I thought you were going to give it a three. Um, okay. I didn't. I didn't really see this being. I thought you. Would, I thought you would enjoy the humor. Um, I don't know. I don't think. I mean, other than Cobra Kai, we really haven't had too many just straight up action films. So I guess I really didn't know how your response to like an action film would be. Um, I mm-hmm. do know you. I do know you like enjoy you know storylines and stuff like that so uh so i you know i I was expecting you to give it a three honestly that's about where i was expecting you so you did you did give it a little bit better than i thought yeah i was really close giving it a four i really was so i was kind of going back and forth with a three and a half and a four um but i feel like maybe you might give it a four we'll have to see what you say Four and a half Maseratis. Wow. Big four I like and this half. movie. I like this movie a lot. This is so much fun. I this I, I this made me like watching it this time. I'm like, why have I dropped off of this series? I am so disappointed in myself that I haven't seen eight nine. I'm going to watch those as soon as I can. Even if I have to pay for them, I don't care. Uh yeah. I had so much fun watching this. And Honestly, like even this is one of those films like when I was watching it, you know, sometimes like sometimes when dude, I'm doing this podcast, you know, I kind of get into like this like this mindset a little bit that where I'm trying to be like, oh, you know, like I've got to find something wrong with it to, you know, critique on it. Just not not necessarily like. Not necessarily because I'm a jerk or because I want to find something wrong with it, but just more so like, because I think it's, I think when you just sit there and talk about how good something is for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, it can get kind of boring. And, you know, like, I, I don't know. I think it just says like society, like sometimes it's just really fun to like rip into things and like kind of tear them apart. But honestly, like, fuck that. Like this movie was fun. You know what I mean? And like, not only was it fun, but even in the ways like, they could have messed up in the traditional ways that like, you know, like in things that like don't normally matter in action films that you can just be like, it's an action film, just shrug it off. Um, Most of those things, like when it came to the story, like it, it was fine. You know, like everything checked out, everything made sense. You know, everything was starting to connect with like previous movies, everything fit into place, everything made sense. You know, some of the action scenes, like you were saying, like where they were jumping from building to building with a car, you know, parachuting out of a freaking uh, um, freaking freight plane. Like these things, you know, like 
if you can just suspend a disbelief in that, like that this this is a different universe where you know physics need not apply, um, then yeah, like everything else checks out. You know, like it makes sense it's from a storyline point of view, from like the way like real humans would you know interact as far as a lot of the emotions go. Um, yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. So much fun, especially if you're a big fan of action movies. Like even this one's got all the great stuff. Everything looks beautiful. The stunts are well performed. This everything that's funny just kind of hit for me. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Four and a half Maseratis. This has been one of my favorite. And I'm not even a Fast and the Furious is probably the only. I'm not a big car guy. I'm really not. Like I enjoy them just fine. But as far as like when it comes to like being obsessed with them. Or like even being able to be like, look at a car and tell you the make, model, and year. Never been that kind of guy. Uh, appreciate them very much, but not like obsessed by any means. But yeah, and, and that's that's the main reason I was late jumping on this franchise was because mm-hmm. I just, just what little bit I knew, I thought you had to be a car person or a car enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, but no, like I said, you know, this guy I knew, he's like, dude, you know, nah, he said, yeah, it helps. But he said, uh, it's, it's definitely not not needed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I was a little late because I'm in the same boat as you. It's like, I mean, cars are cool and all. And yeah, I don't mind going to a car show just because I, I think they look neat. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to spout out all these facts about them or yeah, or I mean, like that. Well, you know, honestly, probably what did it for me was like the when this came, when this film like series started which was probably i would want to say like 2000 2001 maybe i was in my early teens you know so like this hit in probably the maybe like the five year span of where i was mildly obsessed with cars because you know i was about to drive like the you know the the few years before i was about to drive and then the few years after I was about to drive, before I, you know, after I learned how to drive and, and started driving, before I actually became an adult and realized that it was going to take a lot of money to be able to even pretend to want to buy one of these cars. Um, yeah. And once I realized that I would never obtain one, I didn't want to live in a world where I was obsessing over something that I could never <laughs> obtain. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, just kind of faded off from that world. But yeah whenever i was whenever this came out like it probably was like right at the start of me being like i like cars i can't wait to drive cars i want a cool car and then this movie came out so yeah um yeah 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 loved it four and a half so that gives us you got a three and a half i got a four and a half that gives us an average of Four for the first film in our car series. Uh, yeah, dude, this was starting out pretty good. I actually, I actually kind of surprised myself on this one, even though this was my pick, and it's probably been close to ten years at this point since I've seen this movie. So, I've, it was even better than I remember it, which doesn't happen very often on the, the movies that we watch, um, that we've had previously watched. Usually, I don't end up liking it more so yeah jeff um yeah who is your dude or dud of the week this week 
All right, I'm I'm going to give it a dude, and I'm going to go with Kurt Russell's character. Oh, dude, damn you. Okay, I've got to come up with a different one. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> if, uh, if your reason is different than mine, I will I will keep it. I'll keep mine, but go ahead. It might be. Uh, we'll see. Um, so, no, obviously, this this was my first time watching the movie. I was, You know, you said you'd watched it, like, I guess when it came out. Uh, so, you know, I had no clue when Kurt Russell's character was introduced, like, I had no, like, you know, what, what's this guy, what's his motive? Yeah. I was for sure convinced he was going to turn. Yep. On, you got the exact on... same reason. You got oh, yeah. the exact same reason. <laughs> so oh, okay, I was okay. like, I was just shocked when that's not what happened. It's almost like the movie was pushing you yeah. that direction to make you and trying to get you to think that direction. And then just, yeah. You know, in most cases, it would be obvious that's yeah, it's like they played. Up, they played on the trope. They played on the trope of like this guy's going to turn. This guy when's yeah. he going to turn? And uh, so I, I was like so happy and proud that he didn't. That mm-hmm. he he was actually legit, and you know he was on their side, and uh, and you know he did everything he said he was going to do. He held up his end. Uh, so I was like, you know, man, kudos, to old Kurt Russell uh, in that situation. So I do apologize. I stole your pick, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I mean, it was it was great, man. It's great. I love it. I mean, like, I love it that we were literally had the exact same idea for the exact same reason. That has never happened. <laughs> that is the first. That is the podcast first. And I am here for it because that tripped me out. I was like, oh, man, this is a good one, too. So I'm proud of you for coming up with that one because I was proud of myself. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Um, it's like we always, we always always have some kind of first on our, on our <laughs> podcast here. So oh, my dud of the week this week is going to be Jeff for stealing my damn idea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. um, I've been called worse. <laughs> um, no, my dude. Okay, so I'm going to switch it up. So my dude of the week is going to be uh, Vin Diesel, actually. Um, because I know he has a lot. He's had a lot to do with um, with the comeback of the series. Uh, he wasn't in the second one. I think he might have had a cameo in the third one, but at that point, that's when they had, um, or maybe not. I can't. I can't remember exactly the timeline of how it goes, but I do know he was not in the second or third one in the actual film. And uh, I think part of the condition of him returning to the franchise was that he had a say in in what was going to happen. And you know, normally, normally when that occurs, it's not good for the film. You know, it's usually like, oh man. It goes downhill from here, blah, blah, blah. Like you can tell that it was like, oh man, what was once a good original idea of a franchise? Like the star came in and made it their, you know, their driven picture, which I mean, they, he still does, but at the same time, he's done it so well. And I don't know if you know this about Vin Diesel, but he's kind of like a big nerd. Like, dude plays like Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, he's God. like, yeah, like he's had like this campaign that's been going on for like years and years and years with like his friends. Which is really cool. So, like, he really knows how to. I don't know if he wrote the film or he's responsible for anything, but I do know that he's like responsible for like, kind of like, outlining it, I guess, and like where like to like where he wants it to go, and um, yeah, so starting yeah, starting with the great with it. starting with the fourth one, he's been you know he's also served as one of the producers. Okay, so yeah, that's what it is then. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like, I mean, he's had a big part of like why this franchise has turned around and became extremely successful, man. And so is Paul, Paul Walker. Why can I not say (laughs) Walker tonight? Oh my gosh. Walker. Walker. (laughs) Is is, is he the only one that's actually been consistent and been in every single one? Um, Paul Walker was not in the third one. Okay, not in the third one. Yeah, the, so like that's why the third one um got such bad reviews at the time was because you know it was it was a it was the only one that at the time didn't make sense because it wasn't really like a sequel. Um so it was like Halloween three. <laughs> kind yeah, so it was kind of, but if if like in the seventh Halloween film, it was like the silver shamrock company came back and you were like oh that's what the silver shamrock company was in the third one like now it comes back around um basically the same thing yeah because like lucas black and little bow wow like they were only in the third one and han the character that died in the seventh one he was the only character that was crossed over and i think i don't even think he was in the first two i think they brought him back in the fifth or sixth one and then that's how they tied him to the back to the Tokyo because the third film like okay so the first and second one had to do with Paul Walker and the first one was him and you know Vin Diesel doing their thing you know him trying to infiltrate Vin Diesel's crew and then they become friends and then the next one was Paul Walker teaming up with Tyrese to infiltrate um, another thing because him and Tyrese were friends in high school and then the third one just dropped off like all that storyline and it just took Lucas Black who was this kid who raced cars and was like drifting he was here in the United States and then he got in a car wreck and he had to go and live with his mom or dad I can't remember exactly who lived in Tokyo and when he moved over there that's when he got into the drifting scene and met little Bow Wow. And yeah, that whole movie right there didn't have anything to do with the first two until Han showed up because Han was one of the uh, characters in the third one. So yeah. Um, Yeah. How they tied it all back around. Love it. (laughs) Um, So yeah. You got any uh, rando questions for us this week, Jeff? I do actually, but not not so random this week. So do do you remember like your twenty first, first night of September? Yeah, twenty uh, <laughs> your first car, and like yeah. any specific memories or details. So, so I had. Um, the first car that was actually like considered mine was a 1995 red Ford Ranger. Uh, my great grandfather gave it to me um, because he was getting kind of, he was getting too old to, uh, to drive. And he kind of just, he wanted to stay in the family and uh, just luck of the draw, nothing else. Like I do not pretend to be like a favorite grandchild or anything like that. I just happened to be the one that was turning 16 when this when he decided that uh, he was no longer able to drive and luck have it that, yeah, I was the one out of all the grandkids. So uh, I got the truck and 
wound up passing that down to my sister and I think my dad still has it to this day. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been great. Uh, yeah, I, and for some reason, I don't know if it was because, I mean, it has to be because it was my first truck or whatever, but I can't tell you how many times I had to pop the back glass because I locked my damn keys in the truck. <laughs> like I never, I have not had that problem knock on wood with almost any other vehicle. I think I've done it like maybe once or twice since then have locked my keys in my car. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, I've done it. I did it in that truck probably 15 times uh, over the course of like two years. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's definitely my main memory of that truck was like how many times and not that and um, because it had a, a tape deck and it didn't have a CD player. Um, and for some reason, like the like, you know how you had the portable CD players at the time and you could buy like the tape adapter that you could like push into the cassette oh, tape. Yeah. So for some reason, I could never get one to work in that truck. So I. um I actually would like buy cassette tapes because you could still do this at the time. Holy hell. I'm talking, I'm speaking my age right now. <laughs> you could still buy cassette tapes at the time that, you know, and, and so like I had like, I had the next episode or not the next episode, uh, Dr. Dre, the chronic 2001. I had that. I had like a couple of tapes that I can remember. Um, and then the ones that I couldn't, where I couldn't buy the cassette tapes, I would go and do the old school way of like making mixtapes, you know, in my, in my room with a CD player and a blank cassette tape. And yeah, that's how I, that's how I lived my life for a good two years. Nice. Yeah. It's funny you brought up like the mixtape thing because, uh, when I was, uh, so usually when I cut grass, I used to throw on my headphones and, either listen to a podcast, listen to some music um, or whatnot. And so this most recent time, I was like, I'm going to listen to some music. So, you know, I kick on my Spotify. Um, but then I guess about that time, Steph must have got home. And, you know, our we, we got Spotify as our default through our Alexa, mm-hmm. our Echo Dot. So she obviously must have told her to start playing music because mine suddenly quit (laughs) (laughs) and I guess started playing whatever she was listening to. So I was like, well, dang, I, you know, I didn't want to mess up what she was listening to inside the house. It's like, you know, I'm just going to switch over to like my old iTunes songs that I have still downloaded on my soul. Yeah. (laughs) On my phone. And, uh, of course, you know, not, I guess that's like today's finding an old mixtape is like, Oh man, look at my old iTunes songs. (laughs) Dude, I found it. I still I have, have my old iPod. Oh, there you go. So, uh, now granted, you know, these were probably only three, four years old, but still it was, it was a lot of songs and a playlist I haven't listened to in, you know, in a few years. So it's cool. actually, it's actually kind of nice to go back and listen. So that, that's what I did when I cut grasses last time, but, uh, awesome. But, but yeah, as far as me, man, my first car, it's a 1984 Pontiac T1000. Okay. Now that may sound sporty, but it was basically the very close cousin of the Chevette. <laughs> basically <laughs> identical vehicles. Uh <clears throat> I think it was a friend of mine. His his mom was getting rid of their, their car or something. I mean it, it costed like six hundred dollars. Uh so you know, it's definitely uh 
not the type of first vehicle that like you bust up in the school, you know, like, oh yeah, man, people are gonna love me now. No, it, it was definitely a a point A to point B type vehicle, but you know, still fond memories, obviously, because you know it was my first. And um, of course, you know, it was all about playing music, you know, when you first get your car and stuff. So it it, it may have lasted me a, a year or two uh, before it kind of died out on me, but I remember when uh the ice ice baby mm-hmm. got got real popular uh me and a friend of mine were we would just make up our own songs i even, I even remember a lot we made up in my old beat up t1000 you know like uh cruising in my t1 triple o <laughs> with a hole in the top so our hair could blow i mean it was just so <laughs> dumb <laughs> so anyway. that's awesome how I still remember that, and I can't remember what I ate yesterday. Is that's that's a sign of aging when you remember <laughs> those little tidbits, but not the simple stuff. Love it, I love it, man. That's My great. Triple low. All right, Jeff. Um, so Jeff, next week is your pick. What is your pick for what are we gonna be watching next week? All right. So one of the biggest, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, man, there's a there's one big difference, mostly. And Parker's picks and my picks. Do you know what that one? Now I'm sure there's other differences, but it, for some reason this one just kind of stuck out to me here recently. Um, I was like, Parker's picks are usually movies that he's seen, um, mainly because you've watched a lot more movies than me, so it's a little bit harder <laughs> for you to pick ones that fit our theme that you haven't seen. So I'm usually picking ones I haven't seen because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen, and since I don't watch a lot of movies. I definitely, you know, as I've mentioned before, I don't rewatch hardly any. I, I really try to pick ones that I haven't seen. And I can't remember if you told me you had seen this one or not. But I actually heard a co-worker talking about this movie recently, even before we picked uh, or that you picked a theme for this month. Uh, it's called Ford versus Fiari uh, with Matt Damon, Christian Bale, uh, the guy at work. Uh, I mean, he said he loved it. So, so it's funny when you pick this theme, I was like, I think, matter of fact, I think when you told me the theme, I like immediately told just like I already got my pick, Nick. <laughs> you know, you know, what's so funny is I was actually telling uh, one of my friends about the theme, and they were like, "I think the only car movie I can even think about is Ford versus Ferrari," and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> what are the ch- and that was after you had told me like, um, now, about you had, it. So. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Okay. So Good yeah, news. yeah, so yeah. It'll be fresh for both of us. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Um, and what is what's that on? Do you know? Do you remember what that's on? Uh I wanna say <laughs> dang it. For some reason I'm thinking Amazon, but wait, let me let me confirm that because uh... right, we'll just we'll just uh we'll vamp over this right quick. Do 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 so we don't have dead air. Do 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 no dead air. Do 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 damn it Jeff (laughs) (laughs) your Google skills gotta step up bro (laughs) just vamping over here it is not Amazon Prime (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, it could be Hulu oh let's look let's look let's look let's look okay let's see Ford v Ferrari is streaming on Hulu it is on Hulu. You're right. So Ford versus Ferrari, Hulu. 
watch that with us if you want to watch it with us okay we're recording later than we normally do so <laughs> yes uh okay it's starting to wear wear on us. So uh, we will be watching Ford versus Ferrari this uh, coming up week, and we really hope that you guys will watch that with us. Jeff, do you have anything else before we get out of here and take our asses to sleep? <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, it should be a fun month, off to a great start. So uh, yeah, it's warming everybody. up. Yes, it is. Everybody enjoy this warmer weather and uh get out and have a new adventure this coming week yes let the windows down with the rag top down so your hair can blow yes and find, yeah find you a t1 triple o <laughs> yeah hell yeah hell yeah hell yeah all right um anything else nothing for me how about you what, what you gonna drop uh, us down with nothing else for me man i just want to say thank you so much for doing this with me every week um i really do appreciate it um and also you know thanks for working you know around schedules i know sometimes you and i we have to kind of like we kind of just like freestyle it sometimes on when we do the podcast uh so i do appreciate you uh working around my schedule this week uh just a little behind the scenes thank you for everybody else out there um and then everybody else that just had to hear that did you know for no reason uh thank you guys for listening to us every week and for putting up with our shenanigans um we really do appreciate your guys's loyalty and for you guys listening to us um thank you so much yeah and thank you so much for um telling a friend family anybody else that really helps out the podcast it also helps us out by sharing liking um rating and leaving us a review um subscribing if you have not um and if you do want to help us out uh by financially you know help us out give us a few bucks here and there you can do so by going to our patreon which you can find that in the show notes um links to that yeah links to that and everything else uh it's going to be in the show notes um yeah thanks again and remember cars don't fly <laughs> all right that was it's good to be back that was a nice break though <laughs>